0: Hey, y'all, we're going to be at the True Crime Podcast Festival this year on August 25th through 27th, 2023 in Austin, Texas.
1: Come join us and get 15% off your ticket with our promo code C. That's C-E-E at the checkout. Thank you all so much for listening to us, and we will see you there. Oh,
0: no next Tuesday? Not this time?
1: Hi, this is the See You Next Tuesday podcast. We have dirty words and shit potholes throughout the entire episode. Our name literally spells Kant. How could you not know what was coming? Thanks for listening.
0: You're always ready, right? Uh-huh. Welcome back to another episode of the See You Next Tuesday podcast. I'm Jesse. I'm
1: Amanda. And uh, what you doing over there? A podcast with you?
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. No. I'm scrolling S- through Instagram scrolling and I'm Insta- watching the food reels. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't care, actually. I was like, eh, <laughs> do what you gotta do. That's my new favorite thing. I get it. It's fun. How many recipes do I send you a day? Four, minimum. <laughs> that was like a quota. I feel like you have to meet every day. And that's not even as many as I want to send. Oh,
0: God. The ones you send are either like, oh, my God, get that in my mouth, or what the hell just happened right. here? Like, this is a really good recipe for blah, blah, blah. And then you're like, okay, I'm in on the honey. Okay, I'm in on the, yep, peanut butter, good. Tomatoes. Wait, what's happening? And then you're like, wait, no, this is going awry. And like, it's completely.
1: <laughs> my favorite is the one that used the night the food processor from 1974. And I was like, I solely watched the entire thing just to see if that motherfucker worked. Oh, yeah. The recipe was terrible. It was
0: awful. But, you know, classics never die, like I told you, like I texted you. But I'm with you. It probably, like, you'd have to bleach that, right? Like, it has to hold scent because it's a plastic container from 1975.
1: I don't even want to know what was mixed up in there in 1972. No, dude. Mm Mm-mm.
0: Probably some sweet sticks and stones like weed, you
1: know, yeah. <laughs> just all dry and shit. Mm, yeah, I know. <laughs> That's their grinder back then? <laughs> yeah, oh. I, I, I don't want to know. Or like, they were probably like, no, they didn't use like seasonings back then, so.
0: No, God, no. Not, not in the white America. No. In the 70s. And only white America had that food processor. Oh, God. That was so bad. What was it? It was like hollandaise sauce. Wasn't that like a hollandaise era for us? Is that where we were? I feel like, because you know, 50s and 60s was all those nasty ass jellos. Like oh, with fish the jello and shit. mold. And you're like aspics and crap.
1: You know what? They're I think they're trying to bring back the
0: jello mold. They are. It's like, I saw it on Eater and I was like, Eater, fuck off. No.
1: I've fuck seen you. it on Instagram and I just keep fucking scrolling. I- like this morning at my house while Why? I was still in bed. It was like, oh, fucking brain. Pineapple rings. Uh huh. With jello around it.
0: I mean, I've seen it. I've seen pineapple and jello. I've had pineapple and jello. It's not it the worst. It was like a log. Ugh.
1: I was like, boo, and it was green. Ugh. Guys, like,
0: here's the thing the reason that they aren't around anymore is, is because they're nasty.
1: <laughs> There's a reason. Like, do Millennials, stop. No. Gen Z, what? what it's not they? me. Don't look at me, Is it Gen Z? It's Gen Z. It's Gen Gen Z. Z. Not you either. It's Gen Z. Not me. Sorry. (laughs) I got my letters confused. It's
0: y'all. I'm sorry, Gen Z. I'm calling y'all out on this one. No, stop it. Stop. Stop. It's not fun. It's horrible. Again, fruit and jello is not as bad as some of the other stuff I've seen where I'm like, why would you do that? Like the whole, there was one where it was like an entire Thanksgiving meal. It had this cranberry sauce at top and had like that turkey on the bottom. It was like layers like stack like a cake and I was like why do you remember the jello jigglers (laughs) yes now those are different that's different okay those never really worked no god no I tried to get them to work like the commercial I was like this had that had to been like a a fake
1: it had to have been like there's no way it was the tv magic commercial food
0: it really was because it didn't work in
1: real life my mom bought the molds the jiggler molds we did it and it didn't work
0: no no and also He Who Shall Not Be Named was in that commercial. And back then he was like a great remember he did the show, like kids say the darndest things or whatever? No. Yeah, it was great. And then you're like, oh, oh, ugh. Yeah. yeah. At
1: least it was not children.
0: That's that's true. Still horrendous, but to your point.
1: Right, right. I'm not saying it, no, it's okay. Negates
0: it by any means. No,
1: that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> Speaking of that. I have some, I have a Josh Duggar update. Ugh. This motherfucker got a cell phone in jail. Why? Why? Tell me it's a clamshell and it doesn't have the internet access. I'm going to go probably not. I don't know what kind of cell phone it was, but he got himself put in solitary confinement as punishment.
0: Good. Because let me tell you something. This motherfucker doesn't need to be around any internet device or anything at all that has to do with. Being able to reach out to the outside world. I'm sorry. Like, you lost those privileges, dude.
1: It just proves to you, you can get whatever you want in jail, even the federal pin. You just got to keyster it, man.
0: Somebody had to bring it in for him. Or somebody on the inside. You know, they do the deals and stuff. Mm-hmm, they got to do mm-hmm, what they got to do.
1: Mm-hmm. Money gets you whatever you want. But this is the thing. It's like, war. Or wifey cootered oh, it in. That's true. That can hold a lot more. Seven kids in. I mean, seven kids. She can fit a pretty... She can fit it. iPhone 42 up there.
0: (laughs) iPad. Oh, God. So mean.
1: And not the iPad (laughs) mini either. Like this bad boy right here.
0: Oh, my God. But seriously, like, why? I mean, I would have thought, if if it wasn't her or a corrupt guard, who is going to help him? Because from what I understand, most of those guys in there... They hate people like him.
1: Exactly right. So here's what I'm thinking. It's got to be the wife. Mm. Because we all know the family manipulated her. Oh, yeah. And they're still manipulating her. Well, also, and, and real quick, it's because she can't fucking make a living. Exactly for right. For herself and seven children. Exactly right. So There's where the hell no else? way a homeschooled, uneducated Thank you. ...person... Mm-hmm. Can get a job that can afford childcare for seven children. No way. With that being said, there are plenty of resources out there, if you know where to look. True. That will help you. This is true. This is true. It's, but it's, the problem is, she doesn't know that.
0: Right. You're because right. Because
1: she's been manipulated, brainwashed, and gaslit to think they're the only people that can help her. Exactly right. So, I'm sure... He's manipulated her into, get me the phone so I can contact you and the children. It's the, it'll be easier because also. Yeah, that's a good point. The, um, I think I read that the phone systems were down at the prison for whatever reason, like, just like a Like an outage. Like an outage. So the only way that the prisoners could contact the outside world was
0: (gasps) mail. Oh my God. Like,
1: oh my God. And we probably know they're all illiterate. I just, it's just such
0: a shit show. That entire thing. Yes. Like I feel for her because to your point, like it's obviously a high level of manipulation. Oh yeah. And control.
1: Yes. 152,000%. Like I would go and save her. I would drive there myself and go and save her if I thought it would do something. Yeah. The problem is, is
0: it's like, no, they're taking care of me. I'm under God's care. Right. And my children are safe right. and happy. Which, to their point, here's the thing. They did take care of the children physically. I will give them well, that. Who did? The, well, all of them. All the Duggars have been taken care of physically. However, <clears throat> mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, No. Their, I mean, can well, d- you say physically abuse.
1: when their older brother sexually abused no, that's true them? too. No, you're right. You're right. They didn't protect him from that either. No. 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 They swept it on the rug and they hit it yeah. even after the fact. You're right, man. And kept him in the home. Yep. Ugh. Ugh.
0: Ugh. Ugh. Gross. Well, I have another update from another gross family, the Murdaws. That motherfucker is going down.
1: Yeah, and I feel like Netflix jumped the gun on trying to get their show out first oh, God. by releasing it Guys. before he went to trial and was found guilty. It's insane. I'm with you. Also, because what the fuck? If I'm gonna watch a show about it, I wanna watch the entire
0: thing. Exactly. Exactly. Let's touch on this. Because this is what's me. There's already a documentary out about the Ukraine war. Bro. It's not... It's not done. I'm not saying, like, it shouldn't be, because it should've been done the second it started, but... It's not, we're not even, we don't even know where we're at right now. And there's a documentary on
1: Hulu. Like, what are we doing? Can we talk about Netflix for a second? Because I got beef with Netflix.
0: Let's go. Let's dance.
1: Netflix. This bullshit of, I'm going to give you half a season and then you got to come back a month later. Fuck you.
0: Is it a finale season though? No. What season? Of what show? They're doing this with multiple shows. Oh,
1: got it. They'll do like release six
0: and then six episodes.
1: Yeah, or whatever, whatever, like half and half. I don't know if I mind it. I hate it. You want to know why? I like to binge my shows <laughs> well, That's true. from start to fucking finish. Yeah, that is the only way I watch TV now. Yep. the only way I got rid of my sling, got all these streaming services so I can boom to boom. I was watching a show. I'll tell you what it was. I was watching you. I was so excited. Oh. It was fucking back. I sat down on a Saturday. I was going to watch the entire fucking thing. I get to what, the, I get to the quote unquote end and it says, come back March 9th for the rest of the series. The fuck?
0: You're like, I just, I just started the le- the rest of the series. What are you talking about? The fuck? Yeah.
1: And this is the second show has done
0: this to me. So you watch season three. I don't know if I'm going to watch season three because I was like, really? I feel like they almost jumped the shark in season two.
1: I'm you just- know what I mean? I'm just saying.
0: Yeah, no, I, I get it.
1: This is the second show it's done this to me.
0: Now, also, how long have you had streaming services?
1: Well, we've had Netflix for oh, you've had Netflix. a bazillion fucking years. Yeah. And we've had Hulu for a long time. Yes. And then we just got uh, all the rest, all the rest. Yeah.
0: And here's why I say that, because as someone who has like had it for 10 plus years now, you get you do get burnt out on having the entire show sometimes. And that's, I'm going to say this. It sounds weird. But you kind of like, you kind of miss the episodic shit to have someone to look forward to, like, oh, the next episode's coming out, or oh, the second half of the season's coming out. Whereas if everything's out, you're like, oh, okay, I can just watch it whenever. And it doesn't create that sense of, like, uniqueness
1: to me. You no, know, for me, I like to watch the entire fucking thing, and then, like, I hear about another show from somebody else, I'm like, oh, that show sounds good. And then I'll move on to a new show.
0: Okay. See, now we're the opposite. Because, like, I got burnt out on that, like... A good five years in, I'm like, "Ah, okay, I can just watch it whenever, whatever. So my queue is now fucking huge and I never watch anything because I'm just a collector of shows apparently. And I'm like, yeah, I'll watch that later. Or what I'll do is, maybe you're right. Because sometimes, like for instance, whenever Andor came out on Disney, I was like, well, if I want to watch it, I want the whole thing to be done. So I'll wait until the series is done to then watch the entire thing 12 weeks later. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So then I can just binge the entire thing. So I'm like, I'm not going to wait. <clears throat> I know what you mean. Now, I get it for like finales. So for instance, Stranger Things did a half and halfer, which I at first was pissed about. Like you. Like, what the fuck? Been an hour and a half watching this. I want to see what happens. But then I'm like, mm, no, I kind of don't want it to end. So I get it.
1: I get it. You know? No. when I watch something, I want to binge the entire fucking thing. Don't do this shit to me. Netflix, you're getting on my shit list.
0: Well, and then the whole like password thing that they, they're trying to figure out, like password sharing, they're trying to like limit that or get rid of it Okay, or they have, I don't know. I don't know.
1: Let's talk about this. Okay. I get it. If you want to do it with like the two of us. Yeah. I get that. My kids are in college. They're fucking poor. They've been watching my streaming services since they lived in my house. Right. That's a little different. Why 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 can't they continue launching my streaming services? They're part of my family. I don't know. Go fuck
0: off. Yeah, I know. it's And also some people have families like in other countries. So that's like, okay, if originally they were going like to register to an IP address. It's like, well, that doesn't work if my family's in Texas and my other half of my family's in Canada. You know, like, how's that? What, I mean, like, not to say, yes, I get it. Like, of course, buy your own subscription. understand. Right? But college kids. College kids are going to come back and forth from... Wherever to hear,
1: like, who cares? Right. right. I, know. I know. I mean, I feel like if their little profile has been on my Netflix for the past 10 years, let it ride, bro. Yeah. Like if you see,
0: yeah, I don't know. <sighs> Whatever. It's, we're in this weird, like, cause Netflix I used to go to first for most of my shows and now I, I'm kind of like, don't eh. anymore.
1: Yeah, me either. I don't. In I fact, so. I just started a really good fucking show on Peacock. Wait, what is it? Huh? What is it? Poker face. Okay. you. Okay.
0: I was going to ask because like it it said 98% on Rotten Tomatoes and I was like, okay. Plus I like that actress. I think she's great. Oh, she is Hilarious. fabulous. Yeah. And also her look is like, I'm like, mm, adorbs. So worth a watch.
1: Definitely okay. 152%. I watched like four episodes last night.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. You're in. I love I'm that. in it to win it. I love it. Okay. Awesome. I'm going to have to check it out. Yes.
1: Real quick. Is it? It's kind of murdery, right? It is murdery. But it's fun. It is fun murdery. Okay. She is amazing. I envision her, this is how she is in real life. Probably.
0: I could see that. Is is that the same actress who did Russian Doll on Netflix? Yes. Okay, then yeah. And she was in Orange is the New Black. Okay, I didn't watch, believe it or not, I didn't actually watch that show. I know I need to. And she was also in one episode of SVU. (laughs) A very unique episode of SVU. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm going to have to watch it. I'm excited. Yeah. New shows. Yay. Yeah. Just put it in your queue. I'll put it in my my queue where I collect everything. (laughs) Perry Mason's coming back to HBO Plus.
1: I canceled that. Now. I don't know why. Because There's so much good shit there. Well, here's the thing. I don't watch movies. No. And I went through the shows and nothing like... I was like, mm, nah, I'm nothing. Sad. I wanted you to get into Legendary with me so we could watch it together. It's so good. Yeah, there was nothing that really like jazzed. Yeah. Well, it's really good. And then I literally asked my husband six times, "Did I cancel that?" And he's like, "Yes." yes. And you have gone to the app on the TV four times to cancel it. And you're like, "Okay, good." I just wanted to make sure. Because I knew if I didn't cancel it, he would get mad. Well, right.
0: Well, because, I mean, there's a history there. <laughs> That's how you have
1: Hulu. Yes. <sighs> yeah. yeah I, I get it. You know, I, I went through all the shows, and I was just like, no, there's nothing really nothing that- popping out at me that says, I have to keep this for this.
0: Well, they do have really good shows. And especially when they come back, you're like, oh, my God. Perry Mason has been away for a good since COVID hit. It was like 2019 premiered and then COVID hit. And I'm like, gosh, dang it. <laughs> like, so then now it's back like three years later. And I used to, I never watched the real Perry, the old school Perry Mason, I should say. Cause it was in the fifties. It was a fifties TV show about some crazy good lawyer. And then that was about it. That's all I knew. And then when this came, On the reboot. They did a great job. I don't know if it's like held true or not. Like anybody is alive to know. But uh, yeah. No. It's incredibly well done. It's so captivating. They did a good job of like doing this whole like. It's in the 1930s set around there. So like the first season. Spoiler alert I guess. Is about a. Like. Revival group church group and
1: oh yeah I a dead child
0: and like how all these things intermingle it's it's really interesting really fascinating and then Perry Mason goes from you know investigator to lawyer so it it's really I'm very curious to see how they do season 2 I love period piece shows right now as well because fuck this reality it sucks ass here in the country right now I had to stop reading the news, girl. I, I was like, I got to take a break from this shit. I just can't. And even when I go back and go, okay, I'll just catch up. Nope. Nope. I don't need to catch up on anything. It's the same bullshit. It's the same crap. I don't need to know <laughs> any more than, mm-mm.
1: I'm good. I mean, I just watch the local news and for the weather. Yeah. And then on Thursdays, they have, oh, I forget what it's called. But basically, they feature kids that are, need to be adopted Older kids or kids with disabilities. What? Uh-huh. That's awesome. Forever families. Forever families. Aw. Mm-hmm. I love that. And then inevitably that night I tell my husband we need to adopt said child and he says no. So it's a Thursday tradition. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. And he's just like, no. Uh-huh. And I'm like, but please, they're they're 16 and so they don't be. <laughs>
0: Girl, you want another sixteen-year-old in your house? No, exactly right.
1: I mean, my sixteen, my fifteen-year-old, 15. he's great.
0: Right, right. So why are we messing with the mix here? Why, why we got to like add some spice that's already spicy enough? You know what I'm saying? I'm
1: just saying. I'm, <laughs> I'm with saying your husband on the,
0: I need a husband. <laughs> they need a home. Well, of course they need homes. That's not it. Well, and. How is, speaking of you, we actually just housed a kitten. How is Penny?
1: She's great. She, I guess, pissed off Poma because he has been hissing at her whenever she is near him. Uh-oh. I don't know what happened. And then our biggest dog, Darwin. Uh, <laughs> my sweet angel boy. He wouldn't um come in the house because he saw her. <gasps> And he has scratch on his nose, so I don't know, something happened between those two. <laughs> There's a whole little drama going on in your house that you need to... With my pets. Yeah. I don't even know what happens when we're not home during the day. <laughs> They're having this massive
0: bra- brawls, like the fucking Thunderdome And the shit. tiniest one of all yeah. has taken them yeah. all down. I believe it. I believe it. I mean, think about this. If she came from, what, a hoarder house? Mm-hmm. You gotta, she got to fucking fight and scrap her way to the top, bitch. So, who knows what she had to do to get out of there.
1: Yeah. All my animals don't want nothing to do with her right now. (laughs) Oh, but she's sweet and cute. Sure. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) No, we love her, but she apparently has pissed off all my other animals. Oh. I love her. I
0: mean, I do, too, but... This This is so my vibe. Like, that whole, like... You know, she just wants to poke everybody, you know, teasingly. Until they're like, get the fuck away.
1: Like that. I mean, Puma has not left my side for days. And Penny will come over to, like, lie with him. And he just doesn't even move his head. He just hisses. And she's like, okay, dude, bye. Oh.
0: I'm sure they'll get over it. You know, eventually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, speaking of weird thunderdome strange occurrences i guess my guy today is it's it's really odd i'm just all i'm gonna say it's a very unique story and just reminded me of the you know the dixie chick song goodbye earl Uh uh-huh yeah just keep that in mind or if you all want to play it in the background while you're listening then that's not a bad song to play i'm just gonna put that way born in 1953 earl taylor was living in terre haute Indiana, and also, guys, if I'm saying Terra Hot, Terra hoot, Hot, Hoot, wrong, sorry, let me know. Indiana, in 1973, he was 22 years old. So there's a big gap there. I dug and dug and dug, and I tried to find more about his childhood, but let's just assume it's a normal ass childhood. He's born in the 50s. I in love the
1: Indiana. Fact his name is Earl.
0: His name is Earl Taylor. <laughs> I mean, what more do you know? We need to know. He wears glasses.
1: Are we sure he wears glasses?
0: Yes. There are many uh, photos of him, I'm going to say. Is with it glasses. Buddy
1: Holly glasses? Please tell me it's
0: Buddy Holly. No, it's the, the military don't fuck me glasses. <laughs> you know no. what I'm talking about? The big, not even, and the frames are kind of like this, like poo brown. Oh. Yeah, it's not good. That's disappointing.
1: Kind of, it's a little Dahmer That's disappointing. Yeah. I wanted them to be Buddy Holly glasses. No, the
0: story is not fun. In any way. Well,
1: you know, give me a little piece of <laughs> peace of mind. You could have just told me there, buddy. they buddy Holly Glasses.
0: Thank you. You're welcome. So then in 1973, remember, he's 22. He started dating Cynthia Harshbarger, a high school senior.
1: I'm sorry, how old was he?
0: He was twenty-two. And, and she was a senior? We're gonna say 17,
1: 18.
0: <clears throat> not my favorite combo. And I'm not like Ugh! But I I'm mean, still not happy about it.
1: I'm not loving it, mm-hmm. but it could be worse.
0: It, yeah, we, we've heard of I, worse.
1: I'm not a fan.
0: Yeah, there's some youth pastors in the news recently that are worse. That's all I'm going to say. Anyway.
1: Are you talking about the one that celebrated his wife's or birthday? Oh, his,
0: yeah, his girlfriend's like 18-year-old birthday by handing her an engagement ring.
1: Mm-hmm. And they've
0: been together for 10 years. Or five years. Was it five years? It was like four. Four or five years. Yeah.
1: mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: But they're not like together.
1: She's finally 18.
0: Yeah. She's finally 18.
1: That post. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Totally fine. And then all the other religious people Mm. are like, it's great. It's fine.
0: I'm sorry. I, I, (laughs) okay. Okay. Anyway. We So Cynthia, excuse me, Cynthia Harshbarger. So at the time Earl was 22, he was engaged to another woman. Cynthia, being a high schooler, was fighting to keep her man. Because, I mean, so was, this is where we're
1: at. So, was his fiancé at least his age?
0: Yes, she was 23. Okay. So, he was engaged to a 23-year-old woman. And he was hitting up this high school chick. And being a high schooler, she's like, yes, I'm dating an older boy. Right? Like, this, we have all know this world. This is not... I
1: mean, when you're in high school, you don't see a problem with no, it. No,
0: you don't. You feel like you're more mature. You feel like you're like... That bitch, you know, like, hell yeah, I got an older man or some shit. Yeah,
1: you you think you're cool because you have an older boyfriend. You don't see the problem.
0: Yeah, and that's where the older person should be like, this is a problem. But I digress. So Cynthia kept in touch with him throughout, you know, the engagement and marriage. And her hope was that eventually he'd leave his new wife, you know, because again, high schooler, this is my one true love, that whole thing. Mm -hmm. So the woman that Earl married was named Kathy Taylor. She was also 23. Excuse me. She was 23 at the time in 1975. Earl was working as an insurance agent and on one lunch date with Cynthia. So he's, he's also keeping the fire alive. He, yeah, I know. He told her that he took out a life insurance policy on his wife and that quote, people have accidents. So he's telling his high school aged girlfriend About this insurance policy he took out on his wife.
1: So, does Kathy know he's having lunch with Cynthia? Uh, From what I understand,
0: I don't think she knows about this. But she knows other things, which I'm going to get to. And this is where Cynthia did the true see you next Tuesday, see you next Conti thing. And she wrote Kathy a letter. And she said, here's what happened this is what your husband said to me that he took this policy out on you and that people have accidents and everything. And I'm like, yes, Cynthia. So Cynthia woke up real quick. Cynthia was an OGC. (laughs) Yes, she was. (laughs) She was like, nah, okay. You know what, dude, we had fun. This is cool, but this is fucking wrong. Kathy must've also felt something was going on because she told one of Earl's coworkers at the insurance agency that she started to fear for her life. Now, I don't know if this wasn't like how this situation happened. I don't know if it was like he was in the back room getting something and she was talking to this person, or you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe
1: he was like back in the day, didn't insurance agents like come to your house? Mm, That's true. Yeah. So maybe he was out on an appointment and she rolled up to the office.
0: Yeah. That's a good point. That's yeah. Could very easily have been in like, well, I need to talk to somebody who, maybe she was trying to get out. Maybe she was trying to get a life insurance policy or some some sort of policy for herself. I don't know. What could you get? I don't know. Anyway, on April 2nd, 1975, Kathy was found dead in their bathtub and she was found by Earl. He first called his dad. Oh, uh, red flag number one. Yep. His dad called the cops because he's like, what are you, what? And... Earl told them that he removed her from the tub to, you know, see if she was alive, and that a clock radio must have fallen into the tub and killed her accidentally.
1: Who has clock radios next to the tub?
0: (sighs) Apparently everybody in 1975.
1: Oh, because we didn't know about electrocution back in 1975. No. In the... Archaic times. I couldn't think of a word. (laughs) I was like, aortic? No. (laughs) (laughs) Nice
0: word, though. Archaic. Very good. At the time... The cops suspected him from the beginning because he was unemotional when they arrived. And bag number two. Yeah, and the autopsy showed no signs of electrocution, instead just drowning. Now again, everybody mourns differently, handles things differently. Some people are in shock, which is why they don't show emotion. They don't
1: really understand what the hell just happened. You know, that could go either way. Yeah, but when you say a clock radio fell in the tub, you better make sure you fucking electrocute them, dummy. Yep. So here's what's interesting. I couldn't find out why they didn't
0: charge and arrest him for this crime.
1: Because it was 1975 and he was a man.
0: Probably because, I mean, the evidence is circumstantial. Okay, so there was a radio in the tub that they found. Okay. The autopsy is off, which to me would be enough to open up more of an investigation. But, I don't know, this is weird for me because this is the one time where I'm kind of going like, Hey, 1975 cops that have literally put people in jail for less, maybe let's just do one more step worth of work. Just one more piece. Just try to connect these dots, please. Because, dude, we've literally talked about, shoot, our Patreon series has people with less evidence in jail for 30 plus, to this day.
1: Maybe he was friends with the cops.
0: Maybe. I mean, he is an insurance agent, so, I mean, he's a respected man around town.
1: It's not like... Maybe he has, you know, that's who the cops use for all their insurance needs. Maybe. So,
0: years later, Earl remarried. This time, a girl named Mindy Svadiba. Svadiba? Yeah. She became Mindy Taylor. And he was still working as an insurance agent and with the same co-worker. So as soon as he, the co-worker found out that he had remarried, that person reached out to Mindy and warned her to be careful and that she might be in danger. So I also am loving this see something, say something moment that's happening because that's that didn't a, happen in the 70s. No, 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 no. People are talking to each other. People are going, hey, this guy's bad news. Some, we think he might have been responsible for his original wife's death, but we don't know. So just be really careful. On October 4th, 1987, Mindy's body was recovered from her Pontiac Fiero in a lake near a park. Which also let's give it up for the Pontiac Fiero, the car of the 1980s. My God. <laughs> I
1: mean, a Fiero, dude. Can we just discuss how he, like, now can claim life insurance and car insurance with this one? Oh, shit, he can. I didn't
0: realize that. You're right. He can be like, he can ride off the car so he can get a whole new goddamn car. Yep. And he can cash in her life insurance yep. policy. So get this. Earl, again, controlled the narrative stating that she couldn't sleep that night so she suggested they go on a 3 a.m. night drive. What? Let's reel back to the some of our first episodes. Fucking Susan S. Smith. And there was another girl who did The same thing, like, oh, I was driving with my kids late at night because they couldn't sleep. Dying downs. Dying downs. Yes, that happens. I've been driven around as a kid. I remember falling asleep in cars. But, bro, like, no. Not near the fucking middle of nowhere. Like, would you drive your kids that fucking far out? No. No. You're going to kind of just circle in a neighborhood or do something like that because you don't want to be all in BFE. I I never
1: put my kids in the car and drove around at night.
0: Oh, then there's that. Yeah. Ever. Yeah, exactly. So, anyway... He just is wording this very, very well. Like she said, you know what? Hop in the car with me. I'm going to drive around until
1: I get sleepy, I guess. I'm going to drive until I get sleepy. That's fucking weird. is that's like- that stupid?
0: Yeah, it makes no sense. So get this. According to Earl, she swerved to miss killing a raccoon in the middle of the road. And the car dro- dove into the water.
1: Nobody swerves for a raccoon.
0: <laughs> she went unconscious. He tried to wake her up. But with the car filling up with water, he had to save himself, and then she... Was he even wet? I don't even know, dude. I bet he
1: was dry as a bone because he pushed that bitch in the water. Mm-hmm.
0: And being 1987, it's unlikely that they had one of those massive car phones. I mean, and even if they did, he could just be like, oh, it electrocuted her. <laughs> you know, like, come on. <laughs> the car phone electrocuted her in the lake. Good God. However, this time the cops were all over his ass, and they found in the autopsy that Mindy had died of drowning... But there weren't any escape attempts on the driver's side where she was sitting. And that the seat was pushed too far back for oh, her height.
1: shocking.
0: Yep. Then they found out that he had taken out a $600,000 life insurance policy on her. Just guess how much that is today.
1: Hold on. 87. 1487600 one $32.56.
0: Damn, girl. You know, you get the prices right. Ding, 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 $1.58 Good job. Closest without going over.
1: Thank you. <laughs> I do a lot of money conversions.
0: <laughs> you nailed it. But, I mean, that's a fuck ton of money. Dude, yes. that is a shit ton of money to take out on anybody. And, of course, she didn't know.
1: Of course she didn't.
0: That he took this out. Of course not. They arrested him this time. And he was convicted for her murder in 1988 and sentenced to 60 years in prison. He was released January 2014.
1: Of course he was, because good behavior. Yep.
0: Which is such bullshit. See, this is why the good behavior stuff doesn't make sense. Maybe just don't arrest people for stupid shit and the prisons wouldn't be overpopulated.
1: I I don't Hmm. think that murderers should get good behavior. I agree. I don't think so either.
0: Now, if there's new evidence,
1: that's a different story. Maybe burglars? Good behavior. Yeah, yeah exactly. People who possession pot, not Non-violent crimes. Good behavior. Good behavior. Exactly. Exactly. Murderers? Mm-mm. Yeah. No.
0: I do think there needs to be every year, or maybe every couple of years, if there hasn't been DNA done on, you know, because there's still a lot of people who have been convicted based off of no DNA or no whatever, you know? If there is any DNA found, that they should automatically, like... Test it just to make sure. But again, that's not the world we live in. (laughs) No, it is not. Not at all. But get this this isn't where the story ends. Of course not. TNT's Cold Justice did an episode on him. Season two, episode eight, called Fool Me Once, Fool Me Twice. I mean, guys, that's that's classic. classic. (laughs) That's a classic name. Aired on August 15th, 2014. A Terre Haute cop must have been watching because they reopened the case for the first wife that died, Kathy. And they found that the electrical cord to the radio that had been the reason for her death was lengthened. So get this, the radio came from the factory with a shorter cord and Earl lengthened it so it would reach the tub from the plug on the wall to make his story plausible. And the radio only had eight volts Nowhere near enough. No, it would probably, if it did fall in the tub, it would short out and that'd be it. You'd just be like, okay, (laughs) like you probably wouldn't even feel anything. It's like throwing a nine volt battery into a tub. Yeah. Nothing's going to happen. They also found out that Kathy had told family and friends that she was filing for a divorce. This was obviously enough to arrest him. And they did so and retried him for the murder of his first wife in 2016. He was found guilty of her death after 41 years Her mother, Maxine, was 86 when she got the verdict and she whispered, yes, when the verdict was read. Oh, sweet little old lady. Earl was then 63 and Kathy's sister spoke to the press after the second trial saying, it's taken a long time, but victory is good in the end to see him accountable for what he did over 40 years ago. And the sad part is everyone knew he did it 40 years ago and nothing was done about it. So we are blessed today to see that he did get convicted for my sister's death. Earl was charged under the 1975 statute when he committed the original crime and he faced life in prison or 45 to 65 years.
1: Which is life for a 6 year old person.
0: They gave him life. They were like, fuck this guy. He did it twice. Nah. These crimes for money, like, I just... Like, I I almost think they're more gross than other types. Because it's like, you're literally just killing people for money, dude. Right. Like... I'm just really glad though, that both families now have justice and a true crime show actually helped enable this. So as much as, you know, you can give like these weekend warriors or, you know, people who like try to solve crimes crap. And yeah, a lot of times they'll insert themselves and become an issue. Of course. At the same time, there've been cases solved now because some of these people go, Hey, let's look. Let's look at this again, and cops do, and they find out. Oh, it's this person.
1: Yeah, but you know what's disgusting? If the cops had done their job the first time, yeah, his second wife would still be alive.
0: Yeah, there's there's that whole thing. Yeah, I know. I'm just I'm just saying. Hey, you're preaching to the I'm choir. I'm just being
1: the asshole here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> One of us has to be. <laughs>
1: I. It, it's always me. Just ask people that know me. I doubt that. You're not an asshole.
0: <laughs>
1: you're like ah. Yeah. So who do you have for us today that's not an asshole? Well, she's definitely not an asshole. Ooh. So I have Jaslyn Charger. Have you ever heard of her? mm me well, I'm going to tell you all about her. I'm going to tell you as much as I can about her, but I encourage everyone to hit up the Google machine and do way more research on her because I cannot tell you everything about her and this whole situation because it would take me 86 episodes. <laughs> A whole nother podcast. It would be a whole nother podcast. Trust me. So she grew up on the Cheyenne River Reservation as a Lakota Sioux in South Dakota. Oh,
0: that's amazing. You know how beautiful that is up there too.
1: So growing up on a reservation, Jaslyn had direct experience with the mental health struggles the teenagers there can face. And so when she was 19, her best friend committed suicide and a few months earlier, She had left the reservation for Portland, Oregon, but she came home for her best friend's funeral. And then two days later, while she was still in Eagle Butte, the largest town on the reservation with a population of 1,300, another friend committed suicide. Oh, Oh my God. So there was an epidemic of teen suicides that continued. And according to statistics, Native American teenagers and young adults are... One and a half times more likely to commit suicide than the national average. And it's so common that when talking about it, Lakota youth don't say committed suicide suicide or attempted suicide. They just say committed or attempted. And by the end of the summer, Jocelyn said that 10 Cheyenne River kids had attempted and eight had committed. Oh my God. So according for Jas according to Jocelyn, The reasons weren't hard to find. The elders like to talk about a future, but their lives were hard, and some say it was hopeless. Cheyenne River kids had families suffering from poverty and parents and relatives with serious drug abuse problems. Often, there was violence at home, and sometimes it was so bad they didn't have anywhere to go at night. And on top of everything else, there was social pressure to drink and do drugs.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, and that's just like every... Most every kid that age, that's a very common pressure, but there's a unique mm-hmm. thing going on there with the, like how, I'm going to say oppressed. That's, I yeah. mean, there's still to the day. It's insane.
1: So, Jaslyn had experienced all of this firsthand. Her dad had died before her and her twin sister were born. Her mom, she said all she did was pay the bills and drink.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And Jaslyn was considered the quote unquote wild twin because she would cut school to do odd jobs to help put food on the table. But the catch-22 of that situation was her mom called her in as a runaway, and she did it so many times that the South Dakota Division of CPS took her and her sister and put them in separate group homes on opposite ends of the state. So she's out trying to
0: make a living for her family because they don't have enough money because her mom's an alcoholic. And she has to cut class in order to go to her job. Hello. And then her mom's calling basically CPS so many times that now she's placed in a foster home.
1: Right. Jeez. So, Jasmine was so depressed about being separated from her sister. She was moved into the psychiatric unit where she would get into fights. Um, and then at age 17, she aged out of the system and she returned to Eagle Butte, and but she continued to struggle with depression. She fell into a cocaine binge, and she was crashing in abandoned cars with other homeless kids. But her cousin told her she was going to kill herself, and he's the one who... He took her to a sweat. He got her off drugs and back into her Native American culture. Wow. Eventually, she did move away to Portland, but... She came back when the epidemic of suicides started to happen. And that's when she decided she wanted to help the teenagers on the reservation. So her, along with her cousin White Eyes and their friend Triton, Casilla Baker Burrs, they co-founded One Mind Youth Movement. This was to help the youth who were part of the Cheyenne River Sioux Tribe find support and resources when they were in a crisis. Love it. Eventually, this wave of suicides and mental health among the youth kind of subsided and broke. And so the One Mind Youth movement eventually turned from helping the youth with their mental health to a more political one. And they were part of a campaign against the Keystone XL pipeline. Yep. That's awesome. And then... They supported the neighboring Standing Rock Sioux Reservation against the Dakota Access Pipeline. Yep, And then they did a whole bunch of other things in regards to those pipelines. They had what they were calling, I believe, prayer camps. But really, it was more protest-type situations. Mm -hmm. Right. But the thing is, youth... Are not supposed to do this because of the elders. The elders are supposed to be the ones to lead the tribe, and, okay, and thing and be like the voice of right. right. Whereas kids are not
0: are supposed to be not subservient, but everybody has a, has a job and a place,
1: right. So that's why I I could talk about so much more in I regards to that. Can see that, yeah. But like I said. 82 episodes. (laughs) Right. Yeah. yeah. 82 episodes. And I wish I could talk about more, but the research was like websites upon websites and information upon information. And it was so much. So basically this led to them coming together with the elders because within the Native American tribes, there is a council of elders. Mm -hmm. So the council of elders came to them and what the youth did is they also... Jaslyn also co-founded the International Indigenous Youth Council. So that was the leaders of the youth that met with the Council of Elders Mm. to come together and speak and... Have one voice. Mm -hmm. Love that. And so the International Indigenous Youth Council now has chapters across the U.S., And it provides the indigenous youth with a space to stay together as leaders on issues in the country and in their individual communities. That's a great idea. And she actually gave an amazing speech called Protecting Mother Earth at the 2018 Indigenous Environmental Network Conference. And you can find it on YouTube. It's about 12 and a half minutes long. And it's so amazing to listen to her speak about what the Native Americans are facing. Mm -hmm. So I recommend everybody go research her, research what she has been able to do in regards to getting the Native American youth more involved in their culture and coming together with the elders of their communities Mm -hmm. to be able to... I can't think of the word I'm looking for. Just come together and stand together as one instead of falling into this depression of drugs and alcohol that has been plaguing their culture.
0: Yeah. It's so easy to fall into because it, I mean, it takes you away from mm-hmm. problems. I mean, they don't go away. Right. They're just worse when you get back, unfortunately. But no, that's incredible. I had no idea. And how do you, so JASLIN, J A S S.
1: J A S. I l
0: y n. Got it. Thank you. Okay. Perfect. No, that's amazing. I had no idea, and I'm glad you're bringing that to light because that's something that I feel like we definitely need to repair. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, God, where do you want to start with that in this country? Yes. But I mean, she, wow.
1: New York Times did an article on her. That's where I got a lot of my information. There's a whole website on the One Mind Youth Movement. Um, like I said definitely go listen to her speech on YouTube. I have a link to that. You know, I think there's just a lot of things that we don't learn about. And once you go seek them out for yourself, you're like, I wish I had known all
0: this. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And they've done some great work. I mean, those two pipelines alone stopped. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's important to preserve these incredible places. I mean, not not just because of their beauty, but these are are people's lands. Like that's what yeah, it's, it's their home. It's their home, guys. Mm-hmm. It's like going in, it's like someone coming into your house and be like, cute. I'm going to build a pipeline right in the middle, right through your TV, all the way through to the back of your house. And you're like, wait, you're doing what now? So that's amazing. What a cool person. And I love that you're highlighting, as, as horrible as it is, what's going on. But until you shed light on stuff like that, you can't begin to heal or fix or grow or anything.
1: I love how she came and said, There's a problem in our community and with our culture. And then it kind of did an upswing. And she said, Okay, we've come together and this has been repaired. What can we do as a group? What can we fix and repair now? Mm-hmm. And so they kind of pivoted and said, This is what we're going to do. Right. Instead of saying, It's fixed we're done. Um, Yeah. Let's
0: dissolve our group or whatever. Yeah, exactly. No, for sure. And the other thing is, it's like that sense of hopelessness kind of goes away if you have a purpose. Right. So that's the other piece here is like, you can be part of bringing us back to where we used to be
1: Mm -hmm.
0: as an adult or
1: as a child. That's so cool. Well, awesome. I love that. Yeah. I, I wish I could have told the story better and in more detail. It was just, let me tell you, when I'm doing my research, it was just so many details and I would have to like read the web pages word for word to be <laughs> able to tell you all about it. I'm like, we're going to be here for eight years.
0: <laughs> like, I don't think you want a three hour episode. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Well, any last parting words? Take your meds, go to therapy.
1: Yes. Drink yes, your water. Yes.
0: Go get some sunlight and exercise. Yes. And don't forget to vote. <laughs>
1: Correct, correct, correct. <laughs> all of those things.
0: Oh man. We're gonna make it through this guys. It's not gonna be like this all the time. We promise. Things will get better.
1: Maybe. Yeah. Uh-huh. Let's well, just know this. We love you and as always, we'll see you next Tuesday.
0: Bye! Thanks for joining us today. You can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, we'll see you next Tuesday.